Welcome to A Better Way with Crossroads Bible Church, a podcast about finding the activity of God in our stories and discovering how Jesus is building His kingdom among us, right here, right now. The goal is to inspire you to see and celebrate God's activity in your own life, too. And now your host, Sherry Hutspeth. Thank you, Stephanie. Hello, everyone. I'm Sherry Hudspeth, and I'm sitting here with Allie Sanabria. Welcome, Allie. It's great to have you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to prepare for our conversation today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm mm-hmm. glad to be here. It's fun to do this together. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's go ahead and dive right into our questions. The first um, two are going to give us a look at the beginning um, stages of your faith, and the remaining questions will give us a chance to hear what God is up to right here and right now. So our first question is, how would you describe your spiritual heritage? So yeah, I have, um, it's a sweet story that we moved to this area when I was only eight years old. And so I got to, you know, grow up here at Crossroads. And um, prior to that, my family was a part of a Lutheran background. So a little more um, liturgical and based on kind of some spiritual practices so um, it was neat coming here and getting to kind of learn relationship with God versus just religion and, you know, mm-hmm. practices that we had done before and it kind of more coming to real life for us, learning how to kind of do the Christian life together. And that was neat because it was as a family, my yeah. three sisters and I alongside of my parents kind of learning that together. And we learned, I mean, I learned about God through just all the amazing community at church here. I had a wonderful youth pastor and peers in the youth group, I was gifted with a really great group to kind of go through, you know, middle and high school with. Mm-hmm. And teachers and mentors, some of which still go to church here. So it's amazing. Who They, they taught wonderful Bible studies, but they also just, they lived it out. So mm-hmm. it was neat um, to kind of see it come to life through the way they lived their lives. So learning deep truths in scripture and, and watching it and getting to kind of be a part of that. Right. When you're in a small group with people for a long period of time, mm-hmm. you really do get that observing of their life yes. thing that happens mm-hmm. and it it helps make things make sense. Right. I mean, even if it doesn't totally connect in your mind, there's something trustworthy mm-hmm. about it that, that develops while yeah. you're watching somebody live out their Yes, pain. that's so true. And I would say that's definitely what happened to me. And I have real memories of feeling really connected and close with God, even in high school. And it's, it's a sweet, it's a sweet thing to get to say that. And what I pray for my kids one day, you know, that as young as that, they just, they really remember walking with God. And that was a gift that many people at Crossroads gave me. So, yeah. And I love that you've been here for that long and now you have children of your own and those people get to witness that. I mean, there's something that's so incredibly full of blessing to be a part of the family of God Mm -hmm. in the same place for that long of time Mm -hmm. to see the generations moving on, you know, from one to the other. So that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, Is there anything that you'd like to share about um, when your faith in Christ first became really important to you? Yeah. So I, I mean, I shared about high school when I, I mean, I really have memories of being connected and walking with God and learn to have regular time in the word and things like that. But when I moved um, into college, and specifically I got to work at Pine Cove and served there for three summers, and that, I I say kind of that's where it wasn't, it was the first time it wasn't really compartmentalizing the Christian life for me, Mm -hmm. but instead it was just really played out. So instead of 
you know, I do these things and go with these people or hang out here and I, you know, believe in God or do Bible study, but it was kind of all in one. Mm -hmm. And so how to, you know, serve Christ and him not being a part of my life, but Christ being life. Mm -hmm. And when you're at Pine Cove and you're exhausted and you're at the end of yourself and don't really want to be doing what you're doing, you just keep Mm -hmm. doing it Mm -hmm. and you look towards the greater Mm -hmm. service and good there. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was a huge stretching, growing time. And also where I got to meet my husband, Danny, and he had... You know, we had that like-mindedness of seeing that played out, following Christ in that way, and Him being the most important, and um, and doing that alongside of each other. So that was a huge blessing. Yeah, I love your observation of the difference of, like, you know, your faith having, like, this place in your weak life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it had time in youth group kind of stuff, and it right. had time in a Sunday morning worship. Mm-hmm. But then going into an environment where you're literally living 24-7 yeah. and mm-hmm. um, getting to experience um, leaning in because, uh, like, you know, camp is an exhausting environment. Yeah. You're putting so much out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're you're getting the experience of leaning into the Lord, but also leaning into community Mm -hmm. in a rich and deep way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, I mean, yeah, that was life changing in so many ways. And there were, there were big people there, mentors and directors Mm -hmm. and people in our life that in mine and Danny's lives that really left a mark of just of what you're asking, just following Christ as a way of life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I didn't say this before with other influential people, but my, um, my family, although we kind of came here and all grew together as far as knowledge of God and, um, stories of the Bible and just truth. Um, there was a lot of ways that they were Christ to me, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is more relational. They Mm -hmm. were, um, a safe, place and a grace filled place and, um, and still are and very intentional with our relationships and, um, and just kind of always gave that example of the beauty of having the depth and relationship. And so I gave, I was given that gift of my family, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my whole life really, and still have that. And so even though maybe they didn't even know they were teaching Mm -hmm. us that at times from my parents, it was, it was this gift of, oh, this is how Jesus loves, and they loved us that way mm-hmm. and still do. And so um, so definitely that was a huge influence and continues to be in my life, my family relationships. Yeah, I really love that part of your story a yeah. lot because not everyone experiences their family as a place of grace. Right. And yeah. for you to see that so clearly and have to experience that so clearly is such an incredible foundation. Yeah. for you to continue building relationship with God. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I would say it's probably my, one of my greatest gifts I've been given for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've named this podcast A Better Way. So I'm wondering, what is Jesus doing right now to invite you into a better way of life? Yeah, I love this. This is sweet to get to reflect on, especially as I still feel like I'm kind of currently just, you know, just going through through these things, but mostly to sum up, I would say he's kind of teaching me um, how to just really slow way down Mm -hmm. and way more so my heart and mind and my hurried tendencies Mm -hmm. than um, than necessarily my schedule or agenda or calendar or whatever. Um, And a lot of this for us, so when when COVID first hit, we, um, you know, just started to pray through a lot of the ways our family would look or what we were going to do, what changes to make going forward. And um, so we did, we made a choice to homeschool, mm-hmm. and I have four young kiddos. The oldest is just eight, and so 
I have a teacher background and I had these (laughs) expectations and plans and um, a lot of it from a really good place. Mm -hmm. But I was just kind of holding on to this, what I thought maybe things would look like. And I very easily became overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and exhausted and easily could feel like a failure when it didn't look the way I thought it was going to look. And have come to realize I almost had this like death grip on mm-hmm. life, like mm-hmm. the grimace on my face, just trying to get through these days. Wow. And it kind of all collided at the same time of just God really inviting me to just take a step back and realized the hurried pace and just the pressing through. And mostly it was just to kind of stick to my own agenda mm-hmm. or the, my own things I thought I should hold myself myself to a certain standard or something um, that wasn't Christ-like. It wasn't coming mm. from God. It mm. was all my own expectations mm. on myself. Mm. So alongside of learning that, I, um, I'm a part of a group of women right now at church reading the um, a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And it's really just a huge invitation to slow way down. And so it was neat that God had us pick up this book this semester when I already really mm. knew these things were being laid on my heart from just our change of life last fall and kind of what, what it was doing to, to my life and to my family. And in the beginning of the book, it's just a very, um, you know, I mean, a well-known passage, but just the invitation to rest. So I'm going to read that from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I just kind of have been processing that and taking that invitation of the lighter yoke and Mm -hmm. what that means and handing over some of mine and slowing way down. And a lot of it is super simple Mm -hmm. as far as how would Jesus do this actual thing that I'm doing right now? And mm-hmm. for me, that's a lot of just time at home with small children and house housework and teaching them and different things. But even it could be anything for people with their jobs or um, social life, whatever it is. How would Jesus do this thing that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's caused me to just take a step back, to take way more deep breaths throughout my day, to look at my kiddos in the eyes and see the deeper needs there and um to not press through to not Mm. have that Mm. you know firm death grip on life but to open my hands a little bit and just breathe and slow down Mm -hmm. so what would you say was the thing that you heard specifically in the words of that book that connected with a longing you were realizing that you had yeah well, it's interesting you that even the name of this podcast, The Better Way of Life, because in the book he refers to it as a rule of life mm-hmm. and really similar, you know, and talks about um, the John 15 passage of abiding and um, and how we do that and how he uses the analogy of a trellis and how behind every good vine, you know, there's a trellis holding mm-hmm. it up and supporting it. So it's caused Danny and I to think through, he says that trellis is like our rules of life. So how, what do we have in place in our life that's upholding this structure where we can live that way? Mm. So, you know, what, how do we evaluate that? Like what, what is screen, what does screen time look like for our family or what is our social life or the activities that our kids are going to be in, or even the way I homeschool, mm-hmm. like pushing through with these lesson plans or whatever. It's just allowing us to kind of 
step back and let go, to have this slower paced rule of life and live like Jesus lived. You know, Charlie talked about it in sermons not too long ago, how Jesus was never in a hurry. Mm -hmm. He never ran. Mm -hmm. He walked and he was present and he was peaceful. And it's just the living that better way of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the trellis idea is so practical because I think one of the things that can be confusing to people is I realize that this isn't working, what I'm doing, how mm-hmm. I'm doing it. And I realize that scripture says this is an option, mm-hmm. you know, for it to be light and easy. Yeah. And a lot of times we really don't know how to get from one to the other. Yeah. And so I love that this book helped name that there needs to be a trellis yeah. in place mm-hmm. or a way to practice mm-hmm. things that help you get from where you're at to what God's inviting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because he even talks, he jokes about the title, The Ruthless Elimination of mm-hmm. Hurry. You you have to be ruthless about it. Our life just really slips away. Danny and I keep talking about that. Our life is like a breath. And how do we really want to live this one life we've mm-hmm. been given? And so you're absolutely right. We can really know what the scripture says. Oh, I don't have to worry about anything. I can pray about it, all these things. But how to take a step back to actually make that your way of life mm-hmm. is, is a different thing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I recently heard someone, um, I can't remember where this quote comes from, but it was basically saying that hur- hurry is greed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is there any way in which that kind of connects to your experience? Well, I think it, when you just said that, I thought I thought of just wanting to get more and more and more out of the thing. And so for sure for me, that would be true with how I was trying to homeschool my children and just get more and more done or get through these checklists or get this thing. Um, so yeah, hurry can be that, that mm-hmm. greed or look that way. Mm-hmm. That actually reminds me of, I, I brought another book and this book is called Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie and it's a, it's written for homeschooling parents, but there's lots of it that apply to lots of people. And I just, I read this paragraph out loud to Danny when I was reading it because it was just so beautiful and it reminds me of what you're just talking about, about the greed. It says, what if instead of trying to make the most of our time, we worked harder at savoring it? What if we were more intentional and lavish with our time and more detached from our checklists? Getting caught up in plans for what is coming next or trying to squeeze everything possible into this moment right now is a surefire way to miss the gift of this moment today, and it is a certain path to anxiety. So this doesn't mean that we aren't planning ahead, and it definitely doesn't mean that we are lazy. It means that we are doing one thing at a time, and we do that that thing with our whole heart. Hmm. And I just loved that. Yeah. And that's how I want to live, uh-huh. you know? That one thing I'm doing, being fully present in it. And mm-hmm. So, and what would you say? Um, kind of moving on into how this like is impacting not only your life but the people around you. And you've mentioned Danny and yeah. like reading him these things yeah. and having these conversations, which <laughs> mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Um, what What has it been like for both of you to like look at this together and to partner together yeah. in it? Yeah, it's really sweet to just have these conversations of, you know, we had four babies so quickly. And so for a while, it kind of, we kind of fell in a little bit of a haze just now. The youngest is about to be three. So we kind of feel like, oh, we're, you know, not huddling behind babies and sleepless nights anymore and realizing or just thinking these things through. How do we want to live? What do we want to do with our lives? And it's such a gift and a blessing in this season to be able to have Mm -hmm. those conversations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just kind of changes 
little thing. I mean, John Mark Homer jokes in his book, but little thing. Like, I just bought an alarm clock, a really old one, but I just, because <laughs> I would just wake up and really easily look at one thing on my phone, then the next thing I'd start with the weather and then email or whatever it is. Right. Just little changes like that that were starting to feel like, oh, this is freeing up my mind and my heart to be more present and to be you know, engaged in what I want, living how I want to live that so easily we just get away from without even meaning to. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that trellis. How do we set up these rules? And I know rules can sound hard, but it's how we get to that better way of life. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And what have you noticed about your children? Like what has become possible with them that just wasn't possible before yeah. you started paying attention to this? Yeah, well so much. I think I think just relationships being more important, you know, than the agenda. So there might be tears over a math lesson one day and, you know, I would, not that I used to just be like hard on that and keep pressing in and going on, but it it was harder for me to have that slow down compassion Mm. beforehand. And now it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, what really matters here? Like what's going on with the heart? And it's going to be okay if this thing doesn't get done or doesn't get done a certain way or how whatever this is going to look. So just loosening my grip on some of that. And that's with homeschool, but with just relationships with them in general, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of paying more attention to... It's easy with young children to sometimes think of them as as interruptions often, especially if I'm trying to teach the older two and mm-hmm. the younger two are interrupting. But instead of an interruption, like trying to take that moment and, and turn it, you mm-hmm. know, how can I engage, even if it's just for a few minutes with this one child? And like I said, look in their eyes, figure out what the deeper need is there. Mm-hmm. I see just the surface sometimes, just throwing this fit or just whatever it is. But what's the deeper need? What are they trying to mm-hmm. say? And how can I maybe try to fill that up? And sometimes that, you know, just little different changes mm-hmm. that, hopefully you know add up in the long run to build into that relational aspect Mm -hmm. and when you get to the end of a day and you've had more moments where you've been present and you can think about that like how is that changing your experience of the end of a day yeah well just more restful like I mean it's easy to feel exhausted regardless when Mm. you're on your feet all day and you're running around but there is just this deeper rest available that I kind of saw like I have a sister who read this book and I saw some real changes in her life just in conversations with her and Mm -hmm. and I it's just hard to know until you really start to put into practice and realize oh there is this greater deeper rest the lighter yoke Mm -hmm. that I can lean into and live in and feel at the end of the day when I'm not you know pressing so hard to get through with my own agenda Mm -hmm. so yeah just peace it's Mm -hmm. a a deeper peace yeah, which goes back to the verse. Yeah. That, you know, that the yoked life is a light and easy yeah. um, way, and there is more peace that mm. exists in a light and easy yeah. experience. Hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Isn't it amazing when, like, you just start practicing and it becomes so real? Mm-hmm. Like, the promise is really happening in my yeah. life. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And really, when I think about, you know, at the end of the day, what really matters and what I want to, you know, Mm -hmm. pass on to my children. And Mm -hmm. I think it might mention that in this homeschool book, just what we want. If they're asked, you know, 10, 20 years from now what their growing up life was like, you know, I mean, what do Mm -hmm. I really want? Like Mm -hmm. I... 
in the end, I do not care about so many of these mm-hmm. little details that I so easily can mm-hmm. have on my mind and my checklist and mm-hmm. pushing through to accomplish. But I will really care if they felt like I loved them like Jesus loves and I exposed them to the love of God every day and I looked at their eyes mm-hmm. and I, you know, prayed and just although that is what I will want. Mm-hmm. Like that is that matters so much more. It's like, let all the rest of the the things fade away. You know, that's what I want to invest in. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that's so um, sad, maybe even tragic about the time period that we're living in Mm -hmm. is there's so much that propels us towards more and more and more that feeds into that, into things that create greed in us that mm-hmm. really foster that in us yeah. and are very task oriented, not very relational. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm super excited that the Lord can break through the power of that mm-hmm. and help us wake up to what's possible in his yeah. kingdom, doing yeah. things his way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why I think there's a lot of things in John Mark Comer's book that are, like, it seems super countercultural. Like, it's like, wow, I love that he wrote that and is really stepping out there because it's so not the norm of how to live right now, just mm-hmm. with the speed of how things go and the greed, like you said. And so, yeah, it's I'm, I'm grateful for people like him and people like Charlie who preach on these things, like slowing down and having times of silence and solitude and all of that. It's, it's so rich and actually, like, life-changing mm-hmm. when it's put into practice. Mm-hmm. So... Well, thank you, Allie, for, you know, being willing to come in and share with us about all of this. Um, I am very hopeful that someone listening to this podcast is going to feel like they're hearing just the words they needed to hear at this time. And we'll be sure to include the resources that you've read from in the show notes so people um, can look those things up. Um, If they want to reach out and have a conversation with you, are you open to talking about these things with other people? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. It's my favorite. (laughs) So for sure. Okay. That's cool. Thank you so much. Well, to our listeners, we hope you are inspired or encouraged by something that's um, been said today. May we all listen for and follow Jesus 